from Lynchburg, Virginia. The Goat Podcast. We are back and live and recording again. <laughs> Welcome back, kids, to the Goat Podcast. Let's as go. always, as usual, <laughs> I am your host, Josh Smith, and I am still in person again, back again with Jacob Bear. What's going on, guys? So I think the last time we recorded, I was in Charlottesville, and I'm back in Charlottesville again. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, a lot has happened since we last <laughs> recorded, because that was months ago. Yeah. Uh, where do you even want to start, Jacob? Oh man, well, college basketball's back. College basketball is it's back. Great. Ken Capurm is back. Yep. Uh, you know, Virginia beat Virginia Tech in football for the first time in 15 years. Yep. And, uh, that was incredible. And uh, Liberty's going to a bowl game. That's true. So, wow, a lot did happen. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start with college football then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And college basketball. So, as of now, when we are recording, there are five undefeated college basketball teams yeah. in the nation of America. And the Liberty Flames are one of them. We are currently 11-0. Yes. We are 11-0. Uh, granted, we haven't played... We beat Rafford. Biggest competition yet. We had a a quote-unquote revenge game. We did have a home opening revenge game against Radford, and uh, I think we won by four, and to practically a sellout crowd. As Um, sellout as Vines is ever going to get. Yeah, that's that's the biggest crowd I've ever seen at the Vines Center, and well-deserved by that Liberty basketball team. Yeah, they deserve Um, everything. Yeah, I, that was a great game to watch. Definitely one of the louder atmospheres I've been in. Yeah. And, you know, even though it was the one that didn't necessarily matter two years ago, it matters to us now because Liberty's still undefeated. So that's, you know, a great way to start out. And great way to start ever, out. Ever since they've been 11 and 0. Great so, support uh, by the student body. Um, yeah. I am a part of the student body still because I'm a grad student, and mm-hmm. technically we're still students, but I have the opportunity working with the Liberty Lunatics, which is a student-run kind of fan engagement mm-hmm. type of thing. My good buddy who I work with with the lacrosse team, Matt uh, Matt Grady, he's the head of the uh, the Lunatics, so he's been very good at supporting, trying to get support for the uh, basketball team. Mm-hmm. So we've been brainstorming a lot of ideas uh, for the basketball games, try to get more student attendance, try to build a really good culture of... Um, continual attendance i believe would be the best consistent attendance yeah, consistency yeah and we want people to get active so we had a rave night a couple of weeks ago mm, against really? the d3 school nice. during that game we actually had an intramural game because apparently liberty students love intramurals more than they love actual <laughs> oh yeah we've all seen the videos we've all seen the videos on bar school yeah and uh yeah we've gone viral for our support for intramural squads so we had a halftime intramural game <laughs> During the real game, and that was interesting. I interesting, had the opportunity to rough that game, and it was really fun. Nice. But yeah, we're doing a lot of things with the Lunatics. Um, basketball season should be our main thing. We also had fun with the football season this year, but it's very early, and it just started this semester, so we're still trying to get our feet under us. But a lot of good ideas coming out of that, and I'll keep reporting back to you guys. Yeah. And we still got to get Matt on. So. Yes, yeah, that's got to be a new guest. Now that we're on uh, Anchor, yes. this new wave. Shout out to Anchor for being a great <laughs> podcast host to make but, it a lot easier for us. No more SoundCloud for us. We're full on Anchor, guys. Yeah, no more SoundCloud rap. We're going straight to streaming services. Exactly. It's going to be incredible. Anchor down, boiler up. <laughs> oh, no, not boiler up. Not boiler I, I'm up. I'm not, not feeling boiler up right now. We lost by 29 last week. Yikes. We? Yeah, that's but, another. We'll hey, get to that that's game. A, so. That's the one that mattered, though. That's, that's the one that that's mattered. Not the, that's the one that didn't matter. We exactly. won the one that mattered. So. Exactly. All right, fine. fine. We'll go with Anchor Down. We're Vanderbilt, apparently a Vanderbilt <laughs> podcast now. Actually, no, we're not because we play Vanderbilt tomorrow in basketball. That's right. So anti Vanderbilt, anti Vanderbilt podcast, pro anchor. <laughs> we love anchors here. Um, so gosh. yeah, we we play Vanderbilt coming up. 
That's going to be a good one. That'll be the first formidable opponent that uh, Liberty's played so far with a great record. And, That's uh, true. SEC school? Yeah. Or yeah. at least with a... I wouldn't necessarily say a great record by Vanderbilt. Rad- Radford's tough. They beat a good school. I think they beat Northwestern. Yeah, but, I mean, it's no Power 5 school. I mean, they beat a big And going to be a good matchup, too. That's true. So Don't forget gonna, Towson in the middle. Yeah, we're, we're really going to see what uh, Liberty basketball has this year after playing those two opponents. And uh, the freshman this year, Kyle Rode, uh, he is a stud. He's a stud. He's, he's a good He's, he's, he's going to be monster. really good. He's a good. And uh, don't forget the... Uh, Shiloh? No. Yeah. Sh- yeah, Shiloh. Yeah, yeah, Shiloh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 33. Looks like discount Blake Griffin a little bit, <laughs> but the kid can ball. Number 33. Yeah. That kid is going to be a monster. Him and Kyle Rowe are going to be a really good one-two tandem. Obviously, Scotty James is still there. Yeah. Mayo. Mayo Baxter Bell's having a Baby phenomenal Zion. year. Yep. <laughs> a phenomenal year. Love Mayo. Big, big fans of him. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the whole team's looking really well. Obviously, Caleb Holmesley, future NBA draft pick. Hopefully. Ooh. Hopefully. Ooh. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. We'll I can see. make that. Yeah, you know what? We'll make that make claim. Some, Future NBA draft pick. Yeah, this might be the first pod that uh, states that, but uh, yeah, hey, that'd be great. John Rothstein said put some respect on Liberty's name on oh, another sure. podcast that we're fans of. So. Yeah, we sleep in May. We sleep in May. <laughs> we sleep in May. Um, <laughs> Gosh, John Ramsey, she's so smart. So you want to keep it going with Liberty? Do you want to switch to football? We can switch or? to football. Yeah. Uh, we can actually combine like a little bit of UVA and Liberty football sections because we're the best two football teams in Virginia. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, Virginia Tech, what did they do? They lost the UVA. So yeah, Exactly. As a neutral in the UVA-Virginia Tech game, I was surprised to see UVA come out on top, but I thought they fully deserved it, played a better game. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech made turnovers and mistakes, and uh, yeah, you just can't do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like Virginia Tech. I mean, they're cool. Damon Hazleton and I grew up with, like, we went to the same high school and I played, like, rec basketball with him. He's really a great guy, and I hope to see him do well in the future. But uh, UVA definitely deserved the win, and uh, it's UVA's college world, and we're kind of just living in it. Yes, the year of the who. Like we like we say, it's uh, been a great year to be a Virginia Cavalier. We've you know won multiple national championships already uh, in That's basketball true. and lacrosse. Shout and out Ryan Conrad. Right now we're watching uh, the national semifinal game, Virginia against Wake Forest, and we're already up to nothing. And uh, yep, with about uh, twenty minutes left to play. Reoccurring so we'll guest Will Bear is live on the scene at the game. Yeah, it's pouring down. It right is. There. It is drenched. <laughs> It is terrible. Like, this is ugly conditions for a, f- a football match, yeah, as exactly. they say. Yeah. Uh, dudes are drenched. Like, it's bad out there. So, uh, happily, we're indoors. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, back to where, back to the portion that we were talking about before right, with right, uh, right. two UVA, bad teams in uh, yes, Virginia. UVA football. Yeah. Orange Bowl. We're going to the Orange Bowl. It's going to be a great, great time there. And, uh, you know, we were happy to make it to the ACC championship as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not the result that we wanted. You have to be sacrificed but, to Clemson. It's okay. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, the Orange Bowl is the next step. We're very excited to be there. I'm going to be there. It's going to be a blast. So if you're in Miami listening to this podcast, uh, make sure to say hi to me. Yep. And, Miami, uh, a great yeah. town. <laughs> Big Miami fan. Yeah, exactly. Fan and, of the city. Um, but yeah, it it should be a great time, and uh, we're we're very excited to play Florida. Florida's a very good team, and um, you know, looking forward to that matchup. It's yeah. gonna be big for recruiting. New Year Six Bowl. Yes. New Year yeah. Six Bowl. Orange yeah. Bowl. Um, speaking of another bowl, a Virginia team going to Florida for bowls. We got Liberty in the the Cure Bowl. Cure bowl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're in the Cure Bowl in Orlando. We're playing at a soccer stadium against Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. Gata. Yeah. Gata. It's a uh, Phantom against Gata. Um, 
Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting game. Georgia Southern's a really good running team, mm-hmm. and uh, we have an interesting run defense. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm just really excited that Liberty is going to a bowl. Hugh Freeze really did a really good job with this team, coaching them up as best as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be really cool seeing Buckshot and AGG put on the Liberty uniform one last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cherish, that is a future. That's pro a draft. A- right AGG there. is a future. AGG yeah. is a future. Potentially second round, first round pick. Ooh, we'll see. I think I'm thinking more likely third at top second. Maybe yep. first if he has a great senior bowl in the combine. If and he balls out, yeah. If he balls out in this in this bowl game and in the senior bowl, I I could see a lot of people yeah, turning their eyes absolutely. towards them in the second. Absolutely, because he's sure handed, can run a great route, really mm-hmm. athletic, humble guy, really nice guy. Don't have to worry about off the field issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a really great guy and a really great like just a joy to watch it's honestly a joy to watch mm-hmm. there are very few moments where i just had the opportunity to see someone think wow like he's gonna do something amazing like yeah. every time he steps on the field <laughs> like when the ball gets thrown to him it's like all right oh time it's, just stops there's more likelihood that he's gonna catch it than not right which for 50 50 balls and not only catch it think about. and not only catch it but do it in some miraculous way yeah um i remember there was one play at a home game where he caught the ball one-handed and i look at the play i was like wow but i actually just had a like a Really just, like, quick-thinking moments. Like, hey, look at the crowd. See what their reaction was. Everyone jaw hit the floor. People, like, hands were on the head just mm-hmm. in shock and mm-hmm. other awe what he did. And it was just amazing to see that on a, on a consistent basis. Yeah, it's cool to see at Liberty, for sure. Yeah, for sure, especially at Liberty. And uh, shout-out to, again, Hugh Freeze. He got a contract extension. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the top coaches for Group 5 right now, I believe. Yeah, he's one of the top highest-paid coaches in Group of 5. So well deserved. Um, he, I don't think he really knew what he was getting himself into, and he able to turn a really decent, to average program to a really good program. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his schedule wasn't like the toughest, but he made do with what we had. And uh, hey, we're going bowling. That's all that matters at the end that's of the right. day. That's right. Um, transitioning to more football, would you like to talk about the NFL a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about your Redskins, Jacob. Yeah, the let's Redskins, talk about your Redskins, Jacob. The Redskins are mathematically out of the playoffs now. It is, but however, the it's dream week 14. is dead. It's week fourteen. Yeah. So they lasted longer than most of us thought they would. Exactly. So it is week 14. So, you know, that is a one benefit. But, yeah, now we have to play spoiler for the other NFC East teams. I just hope the NFC East teams just keep losing and losing until, you know, the division winner is 6-10. and 10. I really want to see that happen. PFT and, agrees with you. Uh, I think that would be an incredible thing to see from the NFC East. Just to show that we weren't as bad as people thought. You were or worse. Or I guess we were worse than what people thought. You were thought, worse. But... I don't know. Rebuilding year. I still like Haskins. I think he's still going to do well. I think they need a team around him, though. Um, Terry McLaurin is a beast. Um, and, you know, Geis has to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But we've got the run game going on so far. AP uh, found the fountain of youth again. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, if we can do a little bit of that next year, and, I mean, throughout the rest of the year, I would – I. I could see some promise going into next year. Um, but, yeah, just got to get a lot of options. AGG, please come to the Redskins. I'm please just saying that. Don't. Please don't. AGG, please go to a real team. The Ravens need you, we'll, AGG. We'll throw all the red zone touchdown passes to you. We need Guaranteed. you, AGG. The Ravens need you, The Ravens AGG. don't need anybody, We'll bro. We'll talk about the Ravens the, in a second. They got all the elite nope. players right now. We'll talk about the Ravens in a second. <laughs> Let's talk about the Redskins right now. I have a question for you. Does go Bruce Allen it. return? I hope not, man. <laughs> I really – dude – if Bruce Allen stays for one more year, like people, 
If you look through Twitter, every Redskins tweet, it could be literally about anything. It could be about giving a charity. And it's like... <laughs> Fire it, Bruce it, Allen. Everyone just gets like ratioed for... Uh, the, the Redskins account just gets ratioed every time they post with... Hashtag fire Bruce Allen, fire Bruce Allen. Fire, like, that's cool, man, but fire Bruce Allen. And, like, <laughs> I think from the reports that I've heard, I've heard that Snyder's been looking at potentially letting him go. You know I've he's going to replace him with someone inside the organization. Right? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, no matter what no matter what it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a yes man for Dan Snyder. Unless he completely realizes that he's not been doing the right thing for the last, you know, 20-something years, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is very unlikely. Um, things are gonna stay the same. So, if Bruce or yeah, if Bruce Allen is out, uh, that's obviously gonna help. Doug Williams but, will be in. Yeah, I mean Doug Williams will be in, and then maybe you know he's not gonna be necessarily a yes man to Dan Snyder, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess in that way they Doug Williams has an advantage of uh, potentially sticking around and. Um, sticking up for himself because I mean who who's what kind of owner would fire a Hall of Fame quarterback from that particular franchise. So um only Dan Snyder would. But I'm hoping that wouldn't happen. Um but yeah, we'll see what happens. I I hope Bruce Allen is not around though. No no offense to Bruce Allen or anything like that. I just Seems like a great guy. Yeah, I just don't think he's doing a great job. I can I think he could be that. I think he'd be president of, you know, Football ex- operations. external ops or whatever you want to be. Just don't be general manager. I just can't. Okay. I, I don't like it. I, I have like another question for you. Go for it. Let's play the game of who should be the Redskins head coach. I know who I want as your head coach who as you, a non-biased fan. Want? But I want you as a real fan who knows the team way better than I do to talk. Well. Who would you like as the Redskins head coach? Well, you have to be realistic, right? I mean, you're not going to get a lot of people who are going, like this instance before with a general manager. Like, you're going to yeah. have to have someone who is going to play by Dan Snyder's rules. Okay. You're not going to have... Some guy who's Snyder's not going to hire someone who's like, well, I'm going to do it my way, and that's the way it is. Right. And then the owner, you're going to have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like Dan Snyder's not going to hire someone like that. So that rules out like Urban Meyer. That rules out Jim Harbaugh. Wait, that Urban Meyer's out. done coaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but that 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 rules out basically any elite potential coach. This is true. Ron Rivera. That that rules out everybody. In my opinion. I think Ron Rivera could go to the Redskins. I think that would be a good... That's not a bad idea. It's basically Joe Gibbs without, like, you know, the history. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And, like, the oldness in NASCAR. Yeah. I... We'll see what happens. I, I wouldn't mind Ron Rivera. If Ron Rivera is interested in playing in coaching for the Redskins, I'll take him. If anyone is interested <laughs> in coaching for the Redskins, I would I would take him at this point. Um but uh realistically it's it might be someone within the original staff. Mm-hmm. It might be the offensive coordinator. Um it's probably not gonna be Bill Callahan. Um but you never know at this rate. I mean he's not been coaching horribly they've been giving a lot of team wins which is not bad but uh um we'll see we'll see what happens but i wouldn't be surprised if like we looked at like mike leach oh gosh (laughs) or like i mean like harbaugh is such a good like that's such a redskins name you know what i mean like like going after like that's such a like big off-season pickup where it's just like oh we've got harbaugh we're gonna sell season tickets like that's gonna be huge but like are like we'll never get anyone large like that. Right. I just don't think that's gonna happen. But 
maybe you need know. to go. What young. do you think? What do, do you think? I think? I think Ron Rivera would be a good head coach. Yeah. For them, because he coached Cam Newton, and Cam Newton and Dwayne Haskins have a similar build. Yeah. Obviously, different style of players. Not as quite, not quite as mobile, but yes. Yeah, still similar build, and I think Ron Rivera is decently a semi-smart coach. Oh yeah, I I love Ron Rivera. I just think that, you know, uh, maybe he's run up his magic. In, That's in that could Carolina. be true. That could be know. true. Or maybe like you just go a younger route and right. try to find the next shot. Oh wait, he was with the Redskins. Yeah. What about uh Channing? Oh wait, he was also with the Redskins. <laughs> Um, or yeah. Green Bay's head coach, or Green, Matt Lafleur. Oh wait, he, he was also yeah. with the Redskins, right? Yep. Wow. So yeah, at least on the bright side, the Redskins could produce great head coaches. Exactly. That's why Kevin O'Connell might be might be the next option, the offensive coordinator. We'll see. Ugh. But that don't even sound like a great head coach, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, hey, maybe. does Sean McVay sound like a good head coach? Have or you seen Matt Sean Lafleur? McVay? Yeah. He looks like one. He looks like a coach. He does, does he sound like one though? Uh, have you? I mean, his memory, yes. Yeah. His name, maybe not, but his his definitely his memory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kevin O'Connell, he might be the next one. Maybe you never know. Yeah. Maybe you never know. Um. Okay. But, all right. So your Ravens. Are, are uh, I'm not gonna lie. Up. I honestly, part of me didn't want to record because the last time we recorded, we lost, and like we haven't <laughs> recorded for the last couple weeks. Hey, better to get that loss out of the way though. Yeah, I, it's we ra- probably better won't record to, for a couple more weeks. Better to lose then, now. Yeah, <laughs> and then if we lose, I am not recording till after exactly. February. Yeah. Um, I'm or at least to, we won't talk about. We it. won't talk about it. <laughs> I am going to talk very timid, not timidly. I am going to assess the Ravens as a non-biased fan. Yeah. As a non-biased fan, this team is dangerous. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson is seemingly unstoppable yeah you can't scout against him i don't know if that's because you can't tackle in practice or what but you really can't scout against him because no one is as athletic as he is on the football field mm-hmm. um the the way the office is designed is as unstoppable as you can get in a nfl football setting mm-hmm. i'm not saying it is unstoppable mm-hmm. I, I believe every offense can be stopped once you give it enough time and tape however the way it's set up, you're gonna your other opposing defenses are gonna have to play a perfect game to stop, or we're gonna have to play a trash game. Yeah. Um, and this is explained by one of my our good friends, Justin Cook, mm-hmm. former sport management graduate, yeah. grad, um, future football phenom, and whatever he does, guru, future football guru. This kid is the one. <laughs> this kid is single handedly the smartest football mind I have met in person. No doubt. Like it goes Warren Sharp, Justin Cook, in my opinion. <laughs> I am literally texting him during a huge Ravens fan and huge Orioles fan. I am literally texting him during games like, okay, what do you see here? And he told me around week one and week two, hey, this office is unstoppable and Lamar's the key. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what went, like, why did we lose in the playoff game last year? And I go, because San Diego has seven DBs and stacked the box. He says, okay, no team will be able to do that anymore. Right. And he's like, I'm like, okay, why is that? Because Hollywood Brown. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Hollywood Really? He's like, yes, Hollywood is so fast he can take the top off any defense and draw the safeties back. Mm-hmm. So safeties and corners are going to play back on Hollywood. And you think, okay, what if they just do zone? Well, you got Titus that can go across the middle and find spots. So Lamar doesn't – he can't throw well outside the numbers, but his, like, main passes, you can see this in film, are through the middle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if you try to take Hollywood off top and stack the box with your linebackers and pull them up and your DBs, then you're going to, like – have um you're gonna have your tight ends Boyle, Andrews, and Hurst go across the middle and make plays. Mm-hmm. Also, Sneed's a good slot receiver; he can go across the middle as well. Right. Okay, so if you play the tight ends in zone, then you get Hollywood over the top, and your run defense, your run offense is gonna be ex- exceptional. 
the option is really hard to guard, and it's not because Lamar has dark skin, has black jerseys. It's because Lamar's just that good at reading the option. Yeah, and that, Lamar is smart and can read. That was ridiculous. Oh Lamar is smart gosh. and can read defenses very well. Ingram is having a top-notch year. There's a stat. Ingram is about to break the franchise record for touchdowns among running backs. He has, I want to say, 16 touchdowns right now, and yeah. 17 is the record. Yeah. Um. So Ingram's having a quiet year. He's about to get 1,000 yards and like more touchdowns in franchise history for the running back. I think that's beneficial for him, too, because if – Lamar keeps on getting this, you know, publicity or whatever. Right. He throw he's under the radar. Right. And he's uh he has the ability to make a bigger play. Also, so. Ingram is a big back and he goes north he's a north and south back. So Ingram's getting a running start. Right. And gaining just momentum and yards. And he is hard for him to stop. So Ingram's having a great year. And oh yeah, it's not like the Ravens had had like terrible running backs. We have great running backs in history. Jamal Lewis, mm-hmm. um Ray Rice. Yeah. Justin Forsett for a little while. Yep. Um, Gus Edwards, who was our premier running back last year, is has fresh legs because of Ingram taking carries. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards is not a bad back. In fact, he is a very good back. He has power and he can go really well. We also have Justice Hill, who's a kind of explosive back. Um, give him a year or two and he will be fine. Like he will, like Ravens fans, he will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, our receiving core, other than Hollywood and Andrews and like the rest of the tight ends. It's relatively average, but they're getting open. Lamar mm-hmm. is using his mobility to extend plays, not just rushing for a crap ton of yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar, like, more impressive than Lamar's running ability to me is his ability to extend plays and find little holes to throw the ball. He's having sidearm passes that are better than Patrick Mahomes. Like, Patrick Mahomes isn't the only quarterback that does sidearm throws. Yeah. Like, he is picking spots. Like, he is getting ball there with zip and putting them in between the numbers. Lamar is a great passer. Warren Sharp broke this down on, like, again, it's in his pen tweet, but Warren Sharp broke down that how good Lamar is on passing, especially on first and second down. Mm-hmm. Also, analytically, speak, analytically speaking, the Ravens are one of the smartest in the uh, country mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, how we play, which is why we're going to get on, on fourth down and going for two randomly. Yeah. And Ravens fan, I've never seen Ravens fans buy into something so quick other than the phrase trust and big trust, which we'll get to soon, yeah. maybe. Um, but What does big trust mean to you, Josh? I'll I'll get to that in a second. Um, it means a lot of different things, but uh, <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. Because um, a Ravens fan actually asked me that last like last night because she didn't know what it means. Yeah. Um, well, I know what it means, but I I want to know what it means to you. What it means to me? I'll this tell you. What a, it, this is a good time. This is a good, is it good time. Yeah. All right. I guess we're getting too bored with analytic talks. <laughs> what trust and big trust means to me is that it's basically the word bet in like the like our area region yeah trust means that whatever i say i'm gonna do you can trust that i'm gonna do it like trust and big like trust like trust that i'm your teammate trust that you got your back right trust that we're gonna win the game trust in the system trust in everything exactly. trust in each other trust in the family unit trust in the ravens flock so big trust to me means like the family aspect of the team that is bled over to the city yeah i'm not gonna lie <clears throat> when your football team's winning and winning well all your problems just kind of seem to get a little bit lighter <laughs> yeah like see this is how i felt when the Nats RG, winning. Well, that, but oh. when RG3's rookie year. Right. When he was just going crazy. Right. And he won rookie of the year. Right. And everybody all of a sudden became Redskins fans. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is very similar situation with Baltimore right now. It is. Where everybody's like, oh, big trust, big trust. It is. Everybody's rocking LJ jerseys. That's true. Lamar and, Jackson single-handedly healed all of Baltimore. Yeah. Like, he's getting on upon, like, crime-stopping territories. <laughs> Do you know what crime-stopping means, Jacob? <laughs> yes, I know what crime-stopping So, this is not just the Ray Lewis when he played Crime Stop. This is, goes back to urban Baltimore legend Akil Carr, who was a, bas- a high school basketball player. 
Akil Carr's nickname was the Crime Stopper because when Akil Carr played <laughs> basketball in high school, drug dealers and all these other people yeah. would go watch him play. Everyone so crime literally stopped <laughs> in Baltimore when these deals were going on while he was playing. Lamar Jackson is having that effect in Baltimore. No one is going... Like, no one... People just love Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. No one is going to touch him and do anything. He can do whatever he wants in Baltimore and it'll be okay. And right when a time, like socioeconomically speaking and politically when the city needed this and stuff like that. Right. He's come at the right time and he is like the best thing in the world. Like he's the greatest Christmas gift God could ever give Baltimore. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson is amazing and he's doing really well and I'm proud that he's on my team. Like imagine not having a transcendent talent as your quarterback. Dang. dang. Hey, I like Haskins. Haskins is great. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people thought badly on Lamar Jackson his first year. So. That's true. They said he couldn't throw, but he leads the league in passing touchdowns. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, maybe two or three years from now, we'll see what happens. But Yeah, that's uh, true. It's a, long, it's a long season. It's a long career. Yeah. No, but, I'm happy for Lamar. And I remember telling you from day one, like, Lamar's the guy. Lamar's the guy. Between me and Greg, when Flacco yeah. was like, y'all was like, I was back I, and forth. That's and, true. That's uh, true. I was sold on. I thought Joe Flacco was going to be good last year, and yeah. he wasn't. But uh, um, no, it's good to see the Ravens do well. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a you know anti Ravens fan, even though yeah. I'm a Redskins fan. Right, I'm not an anti. I have no beef, but uh, I'm not an anti Redskins fan either. Yeah, no, it's it's good to see you guys uh, uh play well, and uh, I hope you guys pull it out. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. We'll see. You're what welcome happens. to hop on the bandwagon anytime. <laughs> Oh, um, I'll be rooting. I'm just not going to buy a jersey or anything fair. like that's that. <laughs> Although, I did read an article from a newspaper up north that mm-hmm. um, a lot of Redskins fans are fr- so frustrated with the team, they want to turn in their gear and become oh, Ravens become fans. Ravens fans? Wow. That's because wow. Lamar Jackson is exciting and the Redskins have frustrated them. And it's different. I mean, you know how it is being a Redskins fan. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, pe- Some people have had enough. I don't know if I would ever do that for my team. However... If any Redskins wants to come aboard up 95 to Baltimore, I welcome them with open arms. Yeah. I I would have I would have agreed to that if we hadn't won any games at this point. That's fair. But I think when uh we won that game at home, I don't know, for some reason like Haskins taking selfies with the crowd, mm-hmm. like that got me excited. I don't know why like a lot of people were like why is he doing that? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Right. I thought that was hilarious, and I think that was a great way to interact with fans. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, he's a rookie. Right, like, he's a kid. He doesn't. He doesn't know. Right, he's know, a kid. He's uh, a kid. Yeah, he thought he thought the game was over and everything. And I don't, you know, it's okay. I, I don't. I don't have any uh, negative remarks as far as that's concerned because you know everybody makes mistakes. This was just on a national stage. Right, and caught. But on yeah, camera. I mean, it. You know, it got people excited, and you know. Uh, I think people need that level of excitement in um, D.C. right now, especially because right. we're not doing that great, except for baseball and hockey. Do so, you want to talk about your baseball team real quick? The Nats, man. The Nats did it. The Nats have won the World Series. I don't I don't think we talked about that uh, last podcast, did we? Dang, it's been so long. Yeah, because when we recorded, um, they were on their run. I was like, there's no way they can win the World Series. Yeah, it, it was the Nats one. year. It wasn't that year. <laughs> Shout out Ryan Zimmerman and Sean Doolittle, you know, former UVA alums. And, Wait, Ryan uh, Zimmerman with UVA? Oh, yeah. I never yeah, knew that. He was the first uh, pick by the Nationals, and uh, now he's got a World Series. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome to watch, and uh, very excited for uh, the, the good old Nats. Yeah, but, um, congrats to Nats on winning World Series. Yeah. So yeah. is D.C. the new title town? Oh, without a doubt. Without Three titles doubt. in the last four titles actually in yeah. the past two years. I would say I would say the Mid Atlantic is just doing really well collegiately and uh, professionally. 
between, you know, let's yes. say, let's say, you know, all ends well for Baltimore. Hopefully, we don't talk. We're not going to talk about it. Or whatever. Let's say that happens. You know, you've got a potential Super Bowl in Baltimore. Yes. You've got a World Series championship in uh, D.C. You have a Stanley Cup two years ago in D.C. You have two national championships, uh, potentially three national championships in Virginia. Right. Like, um, and then JMU as well. If you want to throw JMU in the mix, JMU might. It, nope, they they're might still win gonna, the national championship. Still get, nope, North, but, North Dakota State. <laughs> hey, anything could happen. They've done it before. That's so. true. They have done it before. Um, they have done it before. We'll see what happens in Waco, Fargo, which Fargo, Fargo. No, no, the, no, no, not Fargo. No, it's in uh, Frisco. 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 That's the that's the town <laughs> of Texas. It's some random Texas school. It was a mix of both. That's what it was. Yes. Frisco and Waco, um, or Fargo and Waco. Yeah. Do you um, want to talk about hockey? Yeah, we could, we could talk some hockey. I mean... I've not watched a single hockey game this year. That's fine. I so have. I've watched enough. The feel Cap- free to talk some hockey, Jack. I'm going to keep it quick. The Caps are really good. John Carlson is going to win a Norris Trophy, which is the best trophy for NHL defensemen. Um, Ovechkin's still uh, scoring. 2-1. 2-1. Oh, 2-1 UVA against Wake Forest yeah. off a of PK with 11 minutes left in the game. Um, Our goalkeeper looks like Kirk Cousins, by the way. That's true. Gosh, <laughs> hopefully he shows up in big games. Um... However, everything will be okay uh, for UVA, hopefully, maybe, possibly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to hockey. Back to hockey. Um, yeah, other than that, the Bruins are also really good. Pasternak's on a tear. Um, he's just unfair right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches are getting fired across the league. Toronto fired their coach, Mike Babcock. San Jose fired their coach. The Flames fired their coach. Mm-hmm. Calgary Flames, not the Liberty Flames. <laughs> um, lots of coaches getting fired. The Stars fired their coach this week. So it's an interesting time for hockey, but we can get to that another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to talk the NBA? I don't know what's going on in the NBA. Uh, Lakers are good. Lakers are very good. Uh, Anthony Davis is, you know, very good. LeBron's you know, very said, good. Said everyone on the planet. LeBron's um, very good. Le- yeah, LeBron is playing uh, very well. Yes. Uh, he's he's playing like old LeBron almost. Yeah. One could say. Um, Ooh. Oh, wide. Sorry, this, just is, wide. this is bad radio, but... Uh, UVA just missed, missed, a, a shot. missed a shot. Um, but, yeah, I, the Lakers are very good. Uh, the Clippers are, you know, they're doing pretty well. Um, they're going to really kick it into high gear during Warriors playoff time. There's a lot tanking. of load management going on. The Warriors are injury-prone. Tanking. And taking. Tanking. Caleb <laughs> um, Holmesley, maybe you'll get a spot with the Warriors. Oh, we'll that'd see. be so we'll sick. And, I think you'll fit their system really well. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, DeAndre Hunter, he had a, a career night the other night. Uh, he had 28. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, I was, I was talking NBA. I know it was very brief. I haven't been able to watch a lot of NBA games. You yeah, know you've me. been busy I'm a, working. I'm a huge college basketball fan, too. So, um, oh, Maryland's also good. Yes, Maryland basketball. They did lose to Penn State the other it's day. It's okay. We, but, we won't talk about it. Yeah. Maryland um, basketball is good. Virginia basketball is good. Yes, yes they're and, good. And uh, they're back to a uh, very defensive way for Virginia basketball. But Shocker. Um, yeah, I I can't wait for – well, granted, that was last year. But I love Maryland-Virginia in Big Ten ACC challenges. Yes. Um, I'm very can, much looking forward to a Maryland-Duke matchup. Which I will cry. If Maryland ends up – Let's just say Maryland and Duke loses. play each other. If if Maryland wins the Big Ten, they'll probably get a one seed, I would say. And so if That's as long be- as long as the Big Ten just doesn't you know crash and burn throughout the year, um, 
I could see Maryland getting a one seed or a two seed. And if that's the case, and if, if they make the Sweet 16, which I think the last time they did that was like 2014 or so. Uh, um, we made, did we make the Sweet 16 last year? I don't remember. No, I don't think so, no. no. We lost in round 32. Yeah. And um, so I think. Yeah, 2014. No, we made it because we played Kansas once in the 20, Sweet 16, right? Yeah, we Maybe. played Kansas once, like okay. sometime when I was in school, but I can't gotcha. remember when. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I think if that happens, I mean, because Duke always has the biggest matchups of the year for right. Big to ACC Big Ten because it brings up TV viewership yep. and stuff. Maybe Hank will get a cat. Yeah, maybe. And uh, I want to see Maryland Duke in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Yeah. I think that will Duke's be afraid to play a us. huge, <laughs> a huge matchup, <laughs> and uh, that would be great. I. I I'd be very excited to watch that. Because when I, was the last time y'all played Duke? Since you left? 2014. Wow. In College Park. Wow. Wow, 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 I believe. wow, wow. So, uh, yeah. That yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, F Duke. <laughs> um, as you can see, I still hate them. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of Maryland basketball, my best friend who I grew up with, Will Clark, he's a walk-on on the uh, Maryland basketball team. Yeah, shout out. Shout and out. earlier in the year, he actually got in the game. Yeah, and he actually scored a layup. You got a, you got a bucket. You got a bucket. Let's go. So it was really cool. Congrats, Will. You're probably not listening, but if you are, congratulations on earning a bucket for a team we grew up watching. Very proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck the rest of the year, and uh, yeah, go Terps. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to discuss, Jacob? I think that's it for me. Uh, you want to do a learn from the master segment, or do you got anything? Man, I got a couple stuff. Go for it, dude. I I want to learn from the master himself, oh, Josh wow. Smith, the I'm host not... of the Goat Podcast. Come on, you're a host here. You're also the master degree, so don't. <laughs> but you're the host of the Goat Podcast. Y'all come on, we're both hosts. We're both co-hosts. <laughs> we're both equal. Um, shoot, I guess I could pull out something. Uh, oh, you want to hear about one of the craziest marketing promotions ever? I would love to. So. I am totally going to butcher this story. However, there was a marketing story that we heard in my sport ethics class. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Kelsey in the class, she had we had these different case studies for ethics class. Yeah. And one of the topics we talked about was different marketing. And have you ever heard the story about the little person who played baseball? I have not. This sounds... Slightly problematic. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, it was only extremely problematic a little bit. Oh my gosh! So there was a uh, in De- in the Detroit. I believe he played for. I'm going to butcher the story so much. So bear with me, folks. And you might want to Google this yourself just to see what I'm saying. <laughs> However, there was a uh, player for the St. Louis Browns who later on became the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Um, and there was a general manager at the time who had a uh, who was really creative. Bill Vec, 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 yes, Vec is in Vec, yes, Vec. He was a marketing genius. Like mm-hmm. this dude had a lot of marketing ideas. Yeah. He one of the ideas was he had the you know like in the baseball you have the outfield like gates and everything to keep the walls and everything right that determine where the home runs are and where people sit. Yeah. Apparently, he developed a contraction that will move them in and out and adjust the uh, the length of the thing. So he would have the he would just move in the place the the walls. So like, how's that uh, legal? It wasn't. That's the thing. He would just move walls and stuff like that. 
So like it'd be easier for some teams to get home runs than others. And he was just he was a marketing genius. Like he's the, his son or him came up with like Timson yeah. beer night, yeah, disco night. Don't tell me he didn't have money on the line when he's moving those walls. <laughs> I don't know what he did. There's no doubt, da- no doubt. He I don't did. know what he did, but he did a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. So he had a little person by the name of Eddie De- Eddie Goodell take a plate, and he marketed this kid so. Oh, he wasn't a kid. He was a little person so yeah. hard. He's yeah. like, hey y'all, come see this little person play. And this dude was really short. The shortest player to play. I've never heard of this story. This is a wildest. This is a wild story. Yes, during a doubleheader. Do you want to know how much this dude, like how tall he was? How tall was he? He was three feet seven inches. Wow, he that's weighs, a very small strike. He weighs sixty five pounds. Oh my gosh! He was given a number one eighth. <laughs> that, that is messed up. Oh my gosh. Um, Yo. yeah, so he was brought <laughs> Did he get on. Did he get hit? No, hit? he just got a walk and no he was, hit? yeah, he was One pulled. walk? Yeah. That's he, on the board. So there were some issues with that's this. That's some Jacob Bear stats right there. He's on the board. Yeah, it is a Jacob Bear stat that, right there. That's a Jacob Bear intramural softball stat. One walk. So with one base percent, one uh, plate percent, uh, one plate appearance with one on base on balls, he has an OBP of 1,000. There you which go. Which is really good. Yeah. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so apparently people didn't like this. He couldn't really play after that. Some of the league had obviously had an issue with it. And uh, he died alcoholic at the age of 36. Wow. So, that is uh, a wild ending. What a wild <laughs> ending. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I wish. That story's an emotional roar. <laughs> I wish you heard Kelsey's version of it because she told it way better than I I did. Considering that this story I heard months ago, I'm trying to remember it from right off the what bat. What year was that? That was in 1951, I think. Dang. So it was a Progress different time. Progress has... Progress has somewhat been made. Yeah. I, you definitely can't list anyone who's very short. One eight. Can you imagine, like, Jose Altuve wearing, like, one half? <laughs> like, that's... that's yeah, he's one wild. half, but he just hits dingers. Like, yeah, it's no exactly. tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, that was one learn from the Master segment. We also talked about the Rick Pitino scandal, how messed up his whole thing was. But yeah. again... That's a long story for another day. Maybe next episode I can get the stuff from Kelsey because uh, she she explained it way better than I could, mm-hmm. and she did a really good job with that. Um, you want to hear about crazy parents? I would love to hear about crazy parents. Again, this is kind of a sad story, but it's still like insane. So um, there were two people in uh, there was a family in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and this was around two thousand. Mm-hmm. So. This one dad had a son who was on the uh, little, like, hockey team, like a youth hockey team. Right. And they were given a scrimmage, and the scrimmage was supposed to be non-contact. Yeah. Well, the scrimmage ends up being contact, and, uh, yeah. um, well, the dad doesn't really like it that much. Yeah. So instead of talking out like a rational person, he rushes the ice. Oh, yeah. And the coach... Like any rational Like any rational do. dad was, starts, he's, the dad starts yelling at the coach. The coach then, in full hockey gear, like, beats him up and, like, kicks him with blades on his thing. Bro. So the fight's broken up, and the dad of the kid who like approached the coach like is told to leave the area. So he takes his son, and he leaves, but his son's two friends who he carpool with are there. Yeah. Dad comes back, he sees the oh, coach that's again. Mad awkward. Yeah. <laughs> pick another carpool. Dude. Right, that's oh what I'm saying. Like, gosh. call someone to pick him up. Yeah. Like, whatever. But uh, yeah. So the coach and the dad see each other again, and the dad and gets the coach on the ground, starts beating him up, and actually like beats the guy into a coma. Oh First responders comes and the guys the coach dies like days later. What? Yeah, from the fight. From the fight. So like people. Yo. Yeah. How, he's, as a kid, like how do you how do you like look back at your dad and like? Hey, you yo, just killed a man. Yeah, when you killed my hockey coach, <laughs> not just a man, you killed my hockey and your teammate's coach. dad. Yeah. So like it was wild. Yo. He goes to jail. Um, yeah. The son ends up having a life of drugs and 
other petty crimes and alcohol and ends up dying. Like, For 10 real? Days. Like, he died a year after his dad got released. Bro, and where then, do you find these stories? <laughs> this is in my textbook. Bro, and that's then, the like, most <laughs> depressing textbook I've ever heard It of. gets worse. Oh, my god. The victim's son dies at a young age, too. What? <laughs> yeah, due to complications of the drugs and other stuff. Oh, my god. So, yeah, it was a rough life. Um, where was this? Massachusetts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, crazy. Yeah, dude, it's wild. Maybe we, we have a. insane. Do we have a happier story? Bro, uh, I have no happy stories right now. I, I was, mean, I've just been working on projects and assignments. You're going to an Orange Bowl. That's a happy story. Yes, yeah. I Like we said before, I'm going to the Orange Bowl and uh, staying in a nice hotel there and uh, excited to help out with the team. So oh it gosh. should be very fun and uh, I'm trying we're to looking forward to the opportunity. See, when you talk about ethics, there aren't really like a lot of happy stories. It's all like, hey, this dude messed up. Yeah, it's we about did talk making about, the right choices. This yeah. is true. We did talk about Joe Namath wanting to kiss Susie Kohlberg on Monday Night Football. Yeah. I don't think he made the right choice. I mean, he was drunk, so yeah. no. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> um, however, what about the, the runner? Have you seen that one? What? The runner who was running in that race who, like, uh Tank Tank? No, I don't, I don't know. Oscar, no. the guy that with no legs. No, 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 okay, no, no, okay, no, no, okay. no. The guy, the guy who slapped uh, the reporters. Oh butt. yeah, he was like a pastor or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that came out this week. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> That's wrong. That's another sports ethics. That's a sport. Yeah, should you be able to slap about. a girl's butt while she's on national? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not, because consent. We're big. We're also a consent podcast. Yeah, and the guy didn't even apologize. He didn't apologize. Well, he was like, "I felt bad that I was in that situation. Like, I, I felt bad Bro. if I had seen her reaction, that wouldn't have happened." What like, do you mean? Why? Why, why do you need to find do you her just reaction slap her? to not under like to not understand that that was a horrible decision that on you TV? Yeah. It didn't even matter if it's on TV. Don't do it. Like, right. You can't just have a random girl's butt. That's assault. Yeah. This is like post Me Too. We are yeah. more aware of these things right now. But we'll see what happens. I think that girl's going to... Press charges? Yeah. We'll see what happens. But I mean, she should. <laughs> right? I mean... Was he a pastor? Yeah, he was a youth pastor. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that as a youth pastor. Not ideal. Not ideal. Um, uh, anything okay. else happy? Good save. Good save, Virginia. Um, that's um, about it. Uh, <laughs> what a college, wild ending. Oh, do you want to do college? Do you want to do picks for the Army Navy game tomorrow? Sure. Navy. All right. Yeah, I've got Navy too. Sorry. Uh, sorry about uh Army. Sorry, Lex. Yeah. But uh, I'm a Navy guy. Yeah. I've got some uh, LU LU uh, alums who work for Army, but uh, yeah, we yeah, got I two. Think, I can't think of the other guy's name. Yeah, though. that that's gonna. It's going to be interesting. Army Navy is always 50-50, so... Uh, it's going to be so sick, though. Yeah. It's, it's like one of my favorite games to watch of the year because of how like awesome it is just to yeah. see the styles of play. More teams need to run the triple option. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. No. What am I lying I'm, to I'm tired of watching the triple option. Georgia oh, Tech what a pass. The, Georgia Tech... Oh, 28 seconds pass, left. That was a pass right So we are 25 water. seconds left from UVA advancing to yet another championship. Like, another championship. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Will Bear, again, reoccurring guesses on the scene. Yeah. We gotta get his analysis later on, especially with this new, uh, um, this new app. We're gonna be able to call yeah. in very easily. Yeah, so. so we can probably get more special guests on now. Here we go. Virginia's going to another national championship. Wow, wow. it's the Who's world, and we're all just living exactly. in it. Party exactly. at Jack Brown's tonight, yes, baby. Yes, sir. You're the Who facing Georgetown. Ooh, DMV Cup. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Title, it's T- title Town, man. It's I'm title telling town. you, the DMV is title Town. That's true. Georgetown, Virginia. There That's we true. Go. Um, do but, we only do college football previews now, or you want to just wait? 
You know, we'll, we'll wait. wait. We'll wait. We'll that's, wait that's, on that. for, that's later. That's exactly. future us. You might, you, might, you might wait a couple months. You might wait a couple weeks. That's just what you get out of the You'll wait. You podcast. will wait and you will like it. <laughs> we, we are better when you wait. <laughs> exactly. We are worth the wait. Aren't you excited that we're here? <laughs> Aren't you excited that we're here? Um, All right. Well, that's, that that's was it. a good podcast. That was a good podcast. <laughs> I agree. Probably the best podcast we had in months. Yeah. Oh. So I'll, we'll see you all again soon. Yeah, absolutely.